You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. What's up, guys? So today you can see and you can hear once again that I'm by myself. Um, last minute little switch up, had my guest lined up, Aniki Chan, and she is an actress and also a crump dancer and teacher. She just won um, a competition, a few competitions actually. So yeah, she's uh, pretty competitive in that area. I've been watching her IG videos lately and I've been uh, intrigued, so to speak, and uh, it's pretty cool and I want to know more about it. So I was getting her on as an exciting, fun guest. Um, she had a few auditions last minute, so we had to switch it up, you know, and you got me again, solo. Um, but it's actually good, to be honest, because I've been meaning to check in with you guys uh, as we spoke about on my last solo podcast a couple of months back now. Um, about holding myself accountable and vices were probably the main topics we sort of touched on. Um, and well, there's been, yeah, strive forward leaps and bounds since then. So I thought I would check in with you guys a little bit about that, um, show you about what I've been working on and tell you a little bit about that, but also, and then we'll get to what I sort of really want to touch on today as well. But uh, as you can see, and if you've listened or you've been watching the rest of the podcast, uh, I've come through with the Oddballer brand, uh, my own t-shirt, my own label um, that I'm working on with a lot of other, you know, little uh, bits and pieces there that I want to design and do. And um, yes, yeah, so I've been steadily working at that in the background. Um, and well, I might as well show you a few of them now. I've got a few designs with me. Obviously, I'm repping this one. Um, I actually wore it so I broke my rule. I have worn this one before, but not on the podcast. So uh, I wore it to the Elvis uh, premiere. So that was that was fun. It was good times. Um, and that's sort of what I guess with the Oddball Originals is what I'm calling it. This um, It's a very simplistic logo and sort of a simplistic style shirt, but it's a great material. I love the logo, the design, the print on it's really good. Um, I've actually had a few friends comment on it. I've seen me wrapping them and they've um, put their orders in. So I've made a few up for them. The moment it hasn't yet to be released, like hit the market as in you can buy them. Um, but like, because I'm still working on a lot of it, painting the the brand and the labels is a bit of a beast as well. So sort of going through all that process at the moment, but I've obviously made some um, designs for myself as test prints and things like that. And i um, been wearing them on the podcast as you would see or hear. Um, and yeah, so repping one today. And what I've sort of got behind the uh, a brand, I guess you could say, is for the ones who stand out in the crowd without trying. You're an oddballer. Own it slogan working you know working title um but that's what it's for and like it's for casual wear and everything like that as t-shirts should be um but given the simplistic style of the logo and everything um you can wear it you know as everyday sort of street wear and things like that or you can wear it out for dinners and things like that but i wore it uh to the premiere like i had my you know nice uh this is blue jacket uh suit jacket kind of number uh it's quite stylish sort of print, I guess you could say on it. Uh, you can check it out on my IG or something like that. But um, with a simplistic shirt underneath, and that's what I was going for. So I wanted to rep it and I did so and it looked great, you know, got a few comments and everything. But um, also like I've done a bunch of other colors uh, with the actual print of the tee and with the colors obviously of the shirt as well. And so yeah, done a bunch of friends and things like that. And yeah, so I guess I'll show you a few now. Um, for those of you listening, obviously, uh, I can do my best to explain it. But uh, if you want to check it out on the YouTube page, well, that's where you're best going to see it. 
so to speak. Um, so yeah, I've got here as uh, you can see, or if you're not, if you're listening. Um, so I've got a nice sort of forest green color with the gold emblem oddballer. And what I've done for those of you listening is the oddballer prints um, in small lettering just above like the left chest plate. Um, and yeah, it's just sort of what I've done so far with a lot of the oddball originals. I, I quite like this green one yet to wear it. We'll wear it on the podcast probably. So you'll see that at some point in time. Um, so I've got the green there. I've got the blue with the gold, which is uh, what a lot of my friends have got as well. Um, and so, yeah, I quite like that. It's a really dark navy with the gold. It suits really well. The gold's kind of, I guess, a little bit of a staple, um, as you can see in my Yin Yang ENT, my production company logo, which I will get to with the productions because we've been going forward with that as well. Um, I love the gold. I don't know. I'm just obsessed with it. I love uh, ancient Egypt and things like that. I think it stems back to those times, but it's heavily um, embroidered well in the emblem, as you can see. Um, and here we go. Well, this is a bit of a different design that I've tried. So with the navy blue, once again, white writing in the odd baller, but I've put this in uh, central front and center. And obviously it's a lot larger. You know, just uh, I'm just trialing these prints, you know, as we go and um, yeah, seeing what we come up with. Obviously, you might have seen me rep this one, but that's a oddballer collab with Yin Yang ENT logo on it, all in the gold with the black tee. And uh, yeah, I really like that one. Um, I have worn that on the pot, I believe, as well. So yeah, got a few designs there. Um, working on a few more. Yeah, working on a few more. And um, yeah, I'll have them coming out. Um, Basically, I wanted to show that because, like I said, I was holding myself accountable. I said, why not? Let's do it. I wanted to design it. And that's what I've been, that's what I've done, you know? And so it's still working on in the background. Um, and I will say background being because there's been a lot more things uh, come up since then personally um, and with my, you know, my own production and just with the gigs at the moment as well. So that's great. Um, it's awesome to be back on set again. Um, and I have a lot more of that coming as well. Sorry, little technical difficulty. Let me fix that for a sec. Um, yeah, so I've got that uh, coming up, like uh, gigs on set and things like that. Hold on, let me just bloody fix this. Sorry, guys. Sort of happens like that, you know? Um, <laughs> that was annoying. Apologies. Um and yeah, so what it's, uh, yeah, I've been doing the clothing label. A lot of people have been hitting me up about when the other designs are coming through. I'm doing a lot of cross collabs and things like that. It's sort of been shifted slightly into the background because I've had uh, a lot of other things coming up at the moment. Um, and one being, well, brought a new car, a bunch of other things like that and my personal life and, and things popping off. But uh, yeah, I've been also... Uh, up with the Hard Knock Life guys. So if you're sort of familiar with the podcast, obviously you'll know that I was in a Hard Knock Life series, um, shot up the Sunshine Coast season ones on Tubi, Plex, uh, Roku, a bunch of other streaming platforms, uh, Amazon Prime in the US and things like that. So you can check that out if you want. Uh, the links are yeah, generally on my socials and all, and all that stuff. So you can check that out if you like. Um, up with those guys, planning season two, um, hopefully... 
shooting that pretty soon. And we had like a bunch of promo shoots actually. Um, so that was fun up the coast and yeah, good, great to catch up with the guys again. We did sort of a Vogue inspired shoot um, with this out of it neon light kind of exposure. Um, apologies for the noisy seat, trialing out the computer chair, maybe the last time um, being trial. But uh, yeah, and so that was fun with those guys uh, doing that shoot. So there'll be a bunch of content coming with that. I've actually just been so busy, I haven't really posted it at the moment. Um, but it also timed in nicely because if you listen to the last episode that I had Sasha Dulich on, my uh, coach there for my fitness journey, basically, and uh, we spoke in depth about it. So I'm not going to obviously go in too far into details of that, but went from, I was training with him for about a year and 10 months. I went from just over 16%, I think 16.1% body fat. Um, and then recently that's where I started at, although I was training a lot before then. So geez, I'd hate to think how much I was back then, but Hey, it's all a journey. It's all a process. So, um, and, and 16 is probably not that bad. You're saying some people, and, and, and I feel you, uh, because yeah, I was a lot more, you know, I had a little more on me than then when I'd been training years previous to that. Um, and then I did basically we challenged, he challenged me, I challenged myself to an eight week challenge that we ended up stretching out to 10 because the results were so great. I just wanted to try and push a bit harder. Um, felt great. Just loved all the bits of training and everything again. Once again, you would have heard that on the pod and, um, I, yeah, just, it, it was just amazing. The transformation, you can see the before and after pics on my Instagram, um, on the socials there. And on that uh, last episode, we pulled it all up and we broke it all down basically. Um, and I got down to seven and a half percent body fat, 7.8 on that calculation. But then we pushed uh, that extra two weeks and yeah, got down to about seven and a half percent body fat, which I'm pretty damn stoked with. Um, so yeah, I was looking pretty clean and cut and, uh, happened to time with the promo shoot that I did with Hard Knock life. So we got a lot, <laughs> they were egging me on a lot to take the kit off, you know? So there's a lot of shots in there with the um, different settings that we had. Um, and yeah, you, you'll see those coming up on the socials and things, but we did some beach shoots. So it was great. And I was really happy with the results, like had the six pack coming through, you know, so that's always been a life goal of mine to get to that point. Um, and it feels pretty damn good when you wake up in the morning, and you look in the mirror and you're like, yeah, yeah. Jack, bro. No, it's uh, but yeah, it's just a hell of a life achievement achievement for me that I've ticked off the box, you know, and that I was aiming towards, and um, to have the confidence to go out and do like one of those shoots, which I'm not really that comfortable, and I think I've always had a bit of a funny thing with body image, um, personally, uh, over the years, because I think I, I feel like I was I grew up like with a little bit slightly, you know, overweight, you could say, um, and never really comfortable exactly in those portions of my own skin, you know, like locker room things and all that kind of jazz. Um, so yeah, it's great to get down to that point and just the the confidence and belief in myself uh, w when you get to there, not to mention like the mental uh, stimulation and clarity that comes with training as well, which I just could not recommend it highly. And I could not recommend it highly. Uh, Sasha's body transformation programs and really online, all his online training that he does. So yeah, stoked about that. The photos will be coming. Um, been busy with that as well. And so we've started a new program now. So it's just, you know, back to grinding hard in the gym and seeing what we can achieve. Um, and so that's what we're doing with that. And basically the other... Well, more importantly, yeah, the other thing that I was talking about was that you guys would hear me say is that I wanted to do my own production again. I really wanted to do my own film and I've had ideas marinating in my mind for quite some time. I could even say a couple of years easily um, from the last time I wrote 
and did my own sort of production. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been working hard on and it kind of, once I got the thought and the momentum in my mind, um, I just had to go with it. And it's it's uh, one of the parts that I wanted to talk about today as well is about shifting it when you know the time is right, that momentum. Like, as I say, I was, you know, doing the pod and some acting stuff, auditions and all that. And then I got onto the clothing label and I was going ham at that and getting great momentum and clearly got the designs going and everything like that, which is great. Um but yeah, I just got this really uh, sudden enthusiasm and motivation for it. And sort of the catalyst behind that was I um, I went to that Elvis premiere and it was fantastic to be around. I uh, went with Alex Radu, who I had on the episode a couple, of, a couple back that you'd know, um, who was on Elvis as well, a lot more than I was, but went to the premiere together, you know, and it was just, I had such a great time connecting with people, you know, my own crew, my own crowd again. Um, and I hadn't done it in a while and I just couldn't think why, you know, um, isolating myself, you know, things in life, whatever, they come up, you get too busy, like, ah, oh, I can't be bothered going and doing that, it'd be a bunch of people, you know, going on about their own projects and stuff like that. But sometimes you just need that. You, and you want to talk to people and you start conversing and it's just, it's amazing uh, what you can actually get out of it. And yeah, it's just, you know, meeting just younger people, older people, people my age, uh, reconnecting with people that I know from, that I've seen from sets and and like from Aquaman and different things that uh, I hadn't seen for a long time. And it was so great to see them there and what the, and hear what they've been working on and their projects. And uh, just a great energy all around. And that's not to mention like what Baz and Austin did with the film and, and Tom Hanks and everything, um, like how amazing it was and well put together and it's so fast paced and slow and emotional and just really puts you through the ringer, which is what a good film should do, right? Um, that's why we're in this game. That's why we love it. And, and it did that. It really hit the spot. And seeing that film as well as being in that environment, it, it, there was some performances um, in there. I mean, Austin's just absolute standout, obviously. And he, uh, yeah, there was just some, some performance in there that just really got me going. And I think it was being in the realm with all the creatives as well and just the energy of it all. I felt really good. And I think it was too, I met with Sasha down there and, you know, that's when we did a skinfold test and I was like 7.5%, holy shit, like this is awesome. Uh, I've never been this, you know, cut down like this before. It's great. Like, and I just left really enthused and inspired. And what I did was I came back and there's a, a sort of independent casting site that's uh, well now been sold to Backstage and we won't go down that rabbit hole, but uh, it's not as good as what it was, shall we say, and charging twice as much. Um, Star Now, but yeah, Star Now, is, uh, it's great form. I've spoken about it before on the podcast for independent productions and things like that. I've used it before. I've got a, a lot of work off it before. Um, and yeah, so I couldn't recommend it, you know, sort of more highly, I guess. And I went back on there to look at productions and this is now that Backstage had brought them out and I was a bit skeptical because I'd heard a little things about it and I know people had an uproar over profile changes and losing photos and credits and it, it was a bit of a mess, but mine was clearly not as bad as some of the other people that uh, spoke to me about it. So, you know, heart goes out to them because it was a bit of a hassle for me. It took me like several hours to get it all linked up and, and back uh, working properly. But um, yeah, also, so I went on there and I was looking for productions and I probably only really found, oh, you're lucky if there was two or three that really tickled my fancy, you know? And as an actor um, and a filmmaker, I mean, that's what inspires you to put the work in to do these auditions and play these characters and and try and get these roles, you know? And and it's a beast. It's a lot, a lot of effort, a lot of hours put into something that you might not get anything out. And I guess you got to flip the mindset, you could say, of um, you're getting practice, you know, in front of camera, which is clearly right. And those who have been in the game for a while know that it's experience. 
Um, and But yeah, nothing was really jumping off the page per se for me to apply to it. Um, I probably applied for a couple of things and, you know, got an audition for them. But um, yeah, I just, just left uh, a bit underwhelmed and I thought, you know what, man? this is the catalyst to what you need to do next. And that is get your ass into gear and start doing your own production again. So I did. And I started on that journey again. And as I've spoken about before on previous podcasts, I was, uh, and I'll say not reading, listening to the audio book, Save the Cat by Blake Snyder. Phenomenal. Couldn't recommend it more. I'm on my, I was on my third time listen at that point. Um, wrote down pages and pages of notes from it. Um, but you can check it out. If you Google Blake Snyder, um, Save the Cat, or Beat Sheet as well, which is how he breaks down. It's all about structure and screenwriting um, and knowing what you're writing about and your characters and the development and the structure of everything and how it comes together or how he recommends it, which it is fantastic. I Honestly, I could not recommend it more. Um, and so I did that again, boatloads of notes, and it just, the proverbial juices just started flowing. And I was really, really in sync with it and what I wanted to do and what I was trying to uh, trying to get out that the idea and that being my heist film that had been marinating in my forefront, or well, in the background and the forefront of my mind for probably the past couple of years, but easily the last year to six months. Um, and so, yeah, I started on that journey and... Um, yeah, like I, I, I mean, you saw me. I did a bit of a soft pitch to Sasha when he was on the podcast, but it's just changed so much since then. And I shouldn't have really done that because it was a bit premature of me, and I was very excited and like I am today to talk about it. But I mean, I got to keep most of it under wraps because it's really still early stages of scripting and um, storyboarding and everything at the moment. Um, but yeah, I couldn't be more psyched about it, and I just yeah used that structure, and it just started to those ideas that were marinating started to just fit together so beautifully in my mind. And as I'm listening to this audio book and making notes, I'm just, I'm just storyboarding the film in my mind and just putting it all together. And I was just, oh man, I was just so damn excited. And the motivation was just there and it just, it was just all coming together seamlessly. And like, and this book is about writing a feature film. Um, but I was managing and, and I spoke to a lot of other writers before and, and they uh, sort of suggest as long as you got your three act structure and good characters and development, you know, and and just a few of those things in there, you should be right for a short film. But it just kept piecing together perfectly, even though it's in like a, I think it's a a forty beat format that he has for the features. Like it was really just placing together the scenes for me uh, in that format anyway, in a condensed version of it without really cutting a lot out. And obviously, I'm still in the uh, early days of. Um, pre-production and the actual writing stages of it. But I mean, the, the whole film's basically there. It's like all there. And um, I sat down and storyboarded the other night, as I say, inspiration struck with a bunch of other stuff that's been going on at the moment personally and um, creatively as well, uh, where I've had to switch because I, I started it a few weeks, several weeks back, obviously, and um, had to switch it with different things going on, you know. And uh, as I say, that momentum and uh, when the juices are flowing, um, and knowing when to switch it out uh, to go on to the next thing was so important. Um, and I think it might have been something that I've struggled with in the past and probably people can relate as uh, creatives or in general with with life and other things that you're striving for. Um, 
And yeah, and so I started, I started, you know, getting all that down and the notes and just piecing it together and uh, storyboarding it in like word form, basically. Um, but then, yeah, and so I switched it out and came back to it, uh, finished off, you know, the third time round of the book and the notes and everything. And the other night, I uh, so I was doing a bit of scene study and I basically had a piece to piece together, but I wasn't quite sure about a few things and really where I wanted to start the journey of the main character and the redemption story that it is for him um, on the path. And it's something that they uh, teach in there uh, with the sort of golden fleece style that I'm going with is what he puts it under as per se, like um, like your films like Jaws is like Monster in the House and scary movies like that. And just he puts them under different blanketed um, production, give you the same but only different is how he puts it. Um, and... Therefore, everything that's getting made in Hollywood and things like that is all kind of regurgitated, but just done in a different way. Give me the same, only different. Um, and he just, yeah, he said, you know, and a lot of people argue against it with him, I believe, but seems to be pretty on the money. I'm not going to lie. And so I watched a couple of Golden Fleece films and really only got one in. And uh, some of my favorites and sort of, I guess, a mashup mix of kind of in the realms of what my heist film's about, which is... Uh, I love Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen, um, and so I rewatched Number One, Ocean's Eleven, and uh, it's just such a great film. Still holds up perfectly well, uh, and I was just like, okay, yeah, I got it. I can see the structure and what they've gone for in the whole redemption story and almost love story with the heist film going in and around it is of him of D uh, Danny Ocean's character getting back with Tess, which uh, Ju Julie Roberts. Um, and uh, yeah, and so I was watching that again and I was like, okay, cool, pretty much got it. And then uh, some other stuff was going on and then I went to the second film and uh, within about five, eight minutes actually, I think I stopped the second film because it's more on Brad Pitt's character. And I was like, okay, I got it, I got it. And I got the inspiration, I turned it all off, which is not like me, I don't normally stop a movie, especially at the start. Um, and I just went upstairs and I just started storyboarding. And I was only going to storyboard the first couple of scenes because they were the ones that I couldn't quite figure where the character was starting off. Even though I knew, I just didn't know how I was going to do it and how I wanted to do it. But then I did. After watching those and how they put them together, I was like, ah, it clicked in my mind what I needed to do. That inspiration was there. So I put it down. And, and next thing I know, like half an hour, an hour later, and I've got like 15 scenes storyboarded up on the corkboard. And... Uh, I was just like, oh shit, okay, this is really coming together. And I know the majority of the rest of it as well. Um, there's little fun bits in between and obviously they switched it out. I'm not married to the idea of all of them totally, but uh, the majority of them I probably am. But I'm going to have to switch those out and probably cut them down when we're looking at length for a short film, obviously. like, And in my opinion, I love short films that go from, you know, I like to start, uh, tell a story and let the characters go. I don't really enjoy really, really short, short films, like as in the 10 minute and under ones that most festivals want. Uh, Grind was about 23, 24 minutes runtime. Um, my last one that I co-wrote with AJ. And uh, this one, I think I'm trying to aim for around 15 or 20 and I know I'm going to go crazy um, and I'm going to have to rein myself back in. But really with this one, what I'm doing is, I mean, I could make it a feature, but it's going to be my precursor to the to the feature film that I want to write, which is the bigger heist film with a lot of these characters in it. It's kind of the introduction to the characters and the world that they're in, the world that I'm creating, my cinematic world that I'm creating uh, for these characters to live in and um, become themselves in, so to speak, and go on their own individual journeys. So yeah, really excited about it. And 
yeah, I've got a couple of people uh, possibly interested, like financiers and things like that. And that's probably more so for the feature. Got a few great actors in mind to, that I want to cast in the film as like that mind of mine is already always working on that kind of stuff. Um, I have people in mind while I'm writing it. And I know they'll do uh, justice to the role and everything like that. And it's just going to be, it's going to be a fun time. Um, and I can't wait to get to that point, but obviously there's a lot of work to do um, before then and, and now. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at with that uh, without going on too much, but I'm excited to create that world and I'm excited to bring it to life and that you guys hopefully see it. And so, yeah, that that's um, one thing that I've been steadily working on uh, right now and 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 what I what I do enjoy about creating my own world in that creative zone, just to touch on it briefly, is that you know in a lot of films that you watch, uh, a lot of it's like directed towards American culture and things like that, and um, done in America. Although sometimes, obviously, European countries and things like that, and they travel to and what have you, being a spy film or something like that. But um, a lot of it is generally like that and, and and done towards the American audience and things like that. But uh, with my films and what I like to do is I kind of like to blend a lot of cultures in and a lot of add different accents and things like this and background because I think it's important. And it's obviously been highlighted these days in, in film and TV, you know, and getting a, a broader variety, so to speak, of... Um, different ethnic backgrounds and things like that. And and I love doing it. I love it when it's when it's highlighted, but I don't like when it's forced into different things as uh, I spoke about, we, Brent and I spoke about it on that podcast a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it's exciting for me that I don't just, just, just don't just set it in one notion. I like an open world where there's different people, like our world that we live in, there's different accents, there's different people, there's different things blending into it. And that's what I that's what I love about it. And that's what I create in mind. So yeah, there's a little bit of that going on, but we'll, we'll speak about that in, um, in coming times. But I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but it's an excitement, it's passion. These things make me thrive. And it's something that I realized uh, talking to a lot of people lately, I'm like, wow, I haven't, I guess I haven't really spoken like that for a while. They're like, oh, I can tell you're in a good place because of the way you're speaking about things, the passion in your voice is there, you know, like you're really just, you're going after it and they're really happy about it. And so am I, um, because it's something that I struggle with. I mean, I've, I've, you know, we don't beat around the bush on this podcast. I've spoken about um, some, you know, less than satisfactory times for me um, in the past, in the last few years and been a bit flat with things and not quite achieving what I would like to in the creative realm and, and that's what I'm really pushing to do this year, you know, create more, consume less. And um, I, I think I'm really, I'm really going with that. I'm really, I'm really moving and shaking with it. So that's great. And um, like I said, I've had to shift focus on a few pivot points there. And, and, and it's important. I think that's what I was sort of wanted to touch on as well is that, yeah, when you have that momentum, it's just, you want to, it's okay. It's okay to stop for a moment. It's okay to stop and chill as well for a little bit, you know, especially if you're going hard um, and just recalibrate your ideas and what you're going towards um, if you need to, you know, and it's good to have that chill time in between. But when you get that inspiration, that uh, the juice is flowing to really touch on a certain point, like say the film, it's okay to put those other things slightly on the back burner and idle and, you know, work on them slowly as well when you get little times. But I think it's important to switch that out and know that it's important because like I, you get 
especially in the creative realm, like you get those surges where you just need to get the thing out and you need to get the notes down and you need to get it down down when it's raw and it's organic because so you can best come back to it when you do switch away and come back and you're like, okay, I know what kind of wavelength I was on at that point. I know where I was going with this and you can pick it up again. And it's hard, I know, because that that was what it was like for me. I was like, I was flowing so, so great with it and I knew that where everything was placed and what I was trying to do and... And then I like had to switch out to something else and then to come back in. It took me like a few hours of it to just start jogging the juices again and what, where I was, fl- the flow state that I was on uh, with, the, with the project uh, at that point. But once I got it going again, it was fine. It was good and got great strides. And once again, other things came in. So it's okay to do that. That's all I'm saying is um, that's what I've learned recently. And I'm really uh, thankful for that because... It's uh yeah, it's a skill that it may not have been there as well in the past. And I guess you can get down on yourself if you're not making the progress that you think that you're making with certain uh, activity or whatever you're doing. And, and that's perfectly natural, of course. That's what we do uh, as humans. And yeah, but it's okay is what I'm saying is to switch in and switch out. And it's a skill that I think is um, very important in this creative realm and in life to to know and understand. And uh, going on to the uh, next thing, I guess, is, yeah, so productions, uh, they're happening at the moment. It's great. And getting some opportunities and I'm going to be back down um, soon on the Disney series again. Um, so that's awesome uh, down at the studios. So I've got a few weeks down there. So that that's great. And um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that. And once again, uh, that put enthusiasm in my voice, uh, so to speak. I'm like, yes, I'm back on set, you know, with the homies, uh, with some cool people. Uh, and yeah, just just making things happen, you know, that that's really great to have that opportunity and uh, have that on the doorstep down the coast there, the Gold Coast, that is. And yeah, I'm, so I'm stoked with that. I can't really obviously say too much more about it, um, but you will see it. And if you look up IMDb, I'm sure you can read between the lines and uh, figure out what that's all about. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, but it's just funny how these opportunities are coming up. And I, I always believe in this kind of karmic flow without sort of saying too much woo-woo about the whole thing. But like, I really do believe when you're staying true to yourself and what your passion is and you're being good to everyone around you and you're just steadying the storm, so to speak, and doing all the right things, you know, and uh, acknowledging when you're not and cr- uh, create, correcting that and just moving forward. Things happen. They just they just do, man. They just happen. And so I felt like I was in a good place with all that and I'm just starting to get these opportunities again, which is it's easy to get down on you. You're like, oh, man, why am I getting auditions for this? Why am I getting cast in that? Why am I... Why is nothing happening for me, you know? And it's just so obviously I don't need to um, tell you about that, all the actors and everyone out there. uh, You certainly know that um, all too well, that feeling. Um, And so, yeah, it's just uh, there's been a bit of that lately uh, with people, but and I've had it before myself. Um, But, uh, yeah, so basically I've been doing, yeah, yeah, that that sort of happened a bit for me lately um, and... And there was also what comes with that is like you've got personal stuff going down and I've got family back home, you know, and my, my energy was there. There was some uh, things that weren't going so great with some family members and stuff and, you know, and uh, like, yeah, that, that was tough because I'm here, you know, and it's like 
you can see messages and stuff, which I'm sure is appreciated and it's great and, you know, talk on the phone and that, but it's like, it's not really the same as being there, you know, and that energy transfer and just sort of talking to them and being there. So that's pretty tough, man. And uh, yeah, and and a few things like that going on and just uh, a few personal stuff, just making moves. Um, so that's good. And, and, and that had to be done at the time and it does serve the greater purpose. And what it's done is like cleared certain cluttered things out of the mind, which opens yourself up for more opportunities and more things to come your way, which is obviously at the end of the day, what we're striving for to create opportunities for ourselves to live our best lives, you know? Um, so that's what's been happening. And that's also fantastic and great. Um, but yeah, there's been, yeah, the tough things as well. And I guess that sort of brings me to another point of what I wanted to talk about today as well is, um, yeah, it can get tough and, and sometimes you got to make some hard decisions. Hey, and like, I really feel like for me personally, like, I guess I've spoken about it a few times before, like I have that full-time job, you know, and working at, um, sort of on cars all the time and things and trying to juggle what really is like several part-time jobs, if you will, or full-time, depending on what you want to call it, that you're putting into like an acting career, like podcasting, like filmmaking and and all the other things you do, you know, training as well. And um, it's just, you know, like it's, they are really like several part-time jobs that you want to make full-time jobs or full-time jobs, depending on how much energy you're putting into them when you've already got one. Um, And I guess it just comes to a crossroads of where I've really probably felt like I've been at for years now and I've Miranda'd in and I've thought on my head and overthought on my head and just cast it aside and use certain vices like we spoke about in the other one just to get through and go, nah, it's okay. You know, I'm at an all right spot. Like, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. And there's probably times when I 100% am, um, but sometimes I need to put a rocket up my ass to do things. Um, I think always I need to, to be honest. And I don't think I can really find out what what I'm truly made of and my true potential unless I do put that rocket up my ass and put myself in difficult situations, so to speak. And, you know, you could say like there's a comfortable life you can live. You do your nine to five and you do whatever you do and you have your family and stuff. And that's fantastic if that's what you want. And I've spoken about that at length before. Um, but sometimes, you know, you want other things as well and, and you're switching our priorities once again, just in a different, um, bigger life circumstance, I guess. Uh, and so I've been, yeah, sort of at that crossroads, I think for years now with like my full-time job and, uh, recently had long service and things like that. So I feel like I'm kind of at that point where I can, where I, where I've wanted to be, where I wanted to roll the dice and have something behind me. But it's hard because as I've spoken about before, I've just brought this house, right? I've been in it, what, probably seven months now, maybe a bit longer, probably owned it for. Um, and it's a beast, you know, I live here by myself and I'm paying it off by myself and I need a decent amount of money to pay for my lifestyle. I guess you could speak, even though it's not really extravagant by any means or anything. Um, it's a, you know, owning your own house, it's a, it's a decent mortgage to pay and all the things that come with that, as well as all your other little bits and pieces and expenses. And, and, um, so it's a lot to juggle, you know, and it, and it's scary. It's really scary. And, uh, I guess I'm, what I'm talking about is fear here as well of, uh, the unknown, so to speak, and being comfortable. So of trying to figure out exactly what it is you want and how you're going to go about it and what you're going to do to make it happen. Um, 
And for me, yeah, like it's just, you know, like I'm good at my job and I like, you know, some the majority of people that I work with, but it's just starting to get a beast with overtime and just, I just really am just like when I come to go and do these things, I don't have the energy that I want to put towards them because I'm just getting hammered in there all the time. Um, And I really am at the crossroads with all that. Hey, and I I feel like, like I'm going to have to make some, some tough decisions, um, which I already am basically. And, and in the near future, I'm still, I'm going to, and it's, um, you know, I'm thankful for having the work and the full-time job and stuff like this and being able to, the opportunity of that, because not everyone has that, you know, and especially given COVID times and all that stuff that we've been through. Um, and I can't believe I just said the word with tiptoeing around it for the last like five, six podcasts, but hey, I said it. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a thing. And some uh, tough choices are just going to have to be made, you know, and it is scary because I need a certain amount of money to get by. And even when I think about doing like, I'd ideally like to be just doing some work on the side, you know, three, four days a week or whatever, even that might not still cut it, you know, to pay what I have to pay with trying to pick up all the acting gigs and crew jobs or anything else I can sort of muster up uh, in between that time or whatever comes my way with opportunities. But what I'm trying to say is I guess I'm never going to know what my potential is and what I'm made of if I don't give myself the opportunity to actually experience that and create that life for myself. Um, so yeah, I'm really at a crossroads of my uh, working career, so to speak, and my creative career career, and um, just reaching my potential, you know, and and, I'm, and it's scary. And there is some fear there. Uh, it's like you make certain decisions and then you're like, wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, ah, oh, am I doing the right thing? And I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I am. But it's like you got to do whatever serves your purpose and you got to do whatever serves the bigger picture of where you see yourself at or where you want to try and be. And um, look, at the end of the day, it's okay if you fail and I got to keep trying to tell myself that. I mean, failure is not really an option though that I want to put in my mind either because I'm not like that. Um, But uh, yeah, I guess it's just the fear of the unknown, you know, and it's natural. Um, it's scary, but it's probably what's good about life, right? It's what life is all made of, you know, putting ourselves in these situations to see what comes, to see what's next and to see you find out about ourselves, what it's really about. I did the same thing with moving myself over here from New Zealand that I've spoke about in lengths before. Um, and I'm running up 10 years plus here, you know, like 10 and a half years now. So, um, and look at the world that I've created for myself and, and the life that I've created myself around that. And yeah, I miss family so much, you know, and wish I could be there, but it's just like, would I be the person today if I, if I didn't go down this road? No, I probably wouldn't be. And I don't know what I would have been doing otherwise, but I found those certain things about myself and I found the industry and I found all these other things that, uh, just wouldn't have been there for me if I, if I didn't take those opportunities when they presented themselves or, force myself into the challenge of moving over here and starting another life, you know, and, and finding my way with it. Um, and that's what I've done. So I guess I'm probably, it's funny because it's like that 10 year mark too, like of, um, okay, so what's next in the development, the, the world that is Dan and, and what you're, um, trying to create for yourself. And I mean, you could be asking yourself the same thing, or you could be going through, uh, similar circumstance, a similar place in life and and thought process. And um, hey, reach out. Um, I'm here to connect and, and talk with you guys, you know, hit up on the Instagram or um, on YouTube in the comments, email me, you know, like whatever. Like I'm here to 
chat and I'm interested to see how you go about it and what you do and what your solutions are to some of these issues that you find yourself as a, as a passionate entertainer and performer and creative or or whatever realm that it is that you've gone down. Um, because I think, you know, starting the conversation and the narrative of it is is important too with a lot of things these days like mental health and everything. And we speak up a lot about it on this podcast and a lot about it uh, these days in the media and things like that, which is fantastic. You know, that's what we should be doing. Um, it's important to talk about these things. But if we can converse and um, all come from like a same uh, wavelength and place and time, you know, we can all lift each other up. And I've spoken about it before. I don't see why we can't do that. Like... Why is it that we have to compete with each one another? I know it's kind of natural instincts, I guess, and human being and so to speak and and all that. But um, I don't know. I think we can do more for lifting each other up than we can of like hammering each other down. That's for sure. Because who wants to sit in that negative realm the whole time? Not me. It's toxic and it sucks to feel like that um, and to make someone else feel like that too. So we can lift each other up is, is the best point. But um, yeah, you know, like facing those fears and things, like I said, you find that stuff out about yourself and it's kind of the crossroads of where I find myself at at the moment um, with a lot of things and be wanting to put that time and attention into, say, the podcast, for example, my acting career, the film stuff, uh, you know, every creative en- avenue, the label, oddball it, you know, keep, going with that and getting it off the ground and there's just not enough hours I find in the day along with maybe the half an hour and an hour of chill that you may get at a night at, at one point which is obviously important too for recovery and things like that and um, yeah there's just only so much time in the day and there's only so much time in your life right that we know of anyway that we we know about um, unless they uh, well I think they are creating a lot of stuff these days that are uh, may extend our life period, but who knows really what's going to happen from one day to the next. I mean, the universe is a crazy place, you know. Um, This world's a crazy place. There's a lot of things going on and a lot of the unknown that we don't know about going on, you know, that, uh, look, uh, you know, you just don't know. You just don't know what's next. So seize the moment is, I guess, what I'm sort of on right now Um, and make the most of the scenarios and the situations that... uh, I get myself in, you know, and that you get yourself in, uh, I, I feel. At the moment, it's just, for me, it's probably about taking calculated risks um, with everything. Um, and some of those might turn into uncalculated and just taking a plunge, you know, because uh, that's where I feel like I probably do my best work when I challenge myself and put that proverbial rocket up my ass, so to speak, um, to get it done. And I guess, yeah, that's really where it's at for me at the moment. Um yeah, and I just wanted to share like that with you guys today and be real as I was on the last podcast that I did solo. I mean, I am all the time when I'm on this podcast. It's, it's all it's what you're going to get. It's genuine. It's real. Um, there's no holding back. There's no mask to pull off. The masks are off. There is none. Um, and we're just telling you how it is, you know, and that's how we get down. And I love that. And that's what I love about this podcast and the people that we have on there is that it's real raw life emotion and we're sharing it with you guys and and I hope you get something from it, you know? And if you do, please pass it on because I think, you know, I think we've got something good here going here. And I know we've got like the little group of uh, core dedicated fans, you know, and people that, you know, just come in and come out. And that's awesome. I, I You know, I appreciate you if you're listening to this right now. I, I love you guys, you know. It's it's amazing uh, trying to create something here with you guys and, it, and we're doing it together, you know. And uh, you guys are a big part of it, especially the ones that, you know, are my solid 
day ones, the ones that listen to this pod and watch this pod all the time and support it, you know, and even if you can't all the time, at least you do on the socials or you tell people about it, you know, like that means the world to me because it's every, every little bit helps, you know, um, it's just word of mouth is how you get these things going, you know, um, and, and that's what, that's what I appreciate to try and build the audience, you know, and, and grow this thing to something a lot bigger, which I hope to do, you know, um, and I know it doesn't happen overnight. Like it, you just, I just keep plugging away at it. And look, like I said, we're over two and a half years in now we're in the third year of the pod and still going strong. And um, I'm getting this out for you. I, I held myself accountable of getting one out a month and I could have easily just gone, you know what, fuck it. I can't do today because uh, Aniki had to do her auditions and pulled out and it's way too late notice to try and rope someone. And I mean, I've done it before, but I just didn't really want to do that. And I thought, you know what, at the place that I'm at in the crossroads right now, I feel like it's kind of, um, it's just uh, meant to happen that way. And I'm just rolling with the flow, guys. That's what I got to do. And uh, and talk to you guys today about what I held myself accountable for a couple of months ago and what I've done and still doing and uh, creating. And that's what, that's, what I've done. And I think I've done pretty well, you know, like I'm pretty proud of myself. I've really got things moving. Um, and there's going to be some fantastic things on the horizon. That's for sure. And obviously guess uh, for the next episode, like I'll do my best to get Aniki back on. Cause I really want to talk to her uh, about what she's been doing, especially with the crump dancing and the teaching and everything she's doing and the competition she's been winning. And it's, it's gangster. It's so cool to see uh, what she's done. And like, she's obviously getting, making waves with her acting as well. And another young lady is Kylie Riddle as well. Um, so she's a, a really talented actress um, and filmmaker sort of goes from uh, like in recent years from LA and between LA and sort of um, and Australia with her productions and things. Uh, you can look her up if you like. She's got some great credentials there and she's a talent. Uh, I believe she was on Canvas film as well that Jacob Turner was on that we spoke to about um, a few months back. Um, yeah, so I've been talking to her to get her on as well. So those two young ladies uh, will be on in the very near future, I say. And I've got a few of the other of the lads that been talking to as well to get on the pod. And yeah, I mean, look, I, I'd love to be doing one of these a week. To be honest with you, I'd like to be doing them even more. Um, it's just, you know, like I said, priorities and and juggling things with the time I have in front of me at the moment. And that's the best I can do for you guys. And I'm, I'm trying, I'm pushing hard, guys. I really am. Um, I could sit here and talk to you guys solo more often. If that's what you want, hit me up. Let me know if you enjoy these ones. I mean, the last one seemed to be very well received. Uh, uh, maybe I wore my heart on my sleeve more than what I usually do, which I'm, if you know me, or you sort of got a guess of what I'm like at the moment. Uh, that's what I do. That's what I'm about. Um, it's hard. You don't really protect yourself when you wear it on your sleeve, but it's just me and it's who I am and I'm just not going to stop being me um, and I'm just going to keep leaning into it, to be honest, jumping into it, pushing forward because uh, that's what I'm about. And I guess I'm, like I said, more calculated with some things that I do in that regard now, but um, just because I've learned better, I've been hurt before, <laughs> as we all have, aren't we? Uh, we're only human, but uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing, guys. And um, yeah, I appreciate you listening today, sitting here, listening to me ramble on to you guys, bleeding ears and all. Uh, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed what I've had to chat about today. I hope I've given you something to think about, you know, and and some sort of tool or something you can use there to put to your own life and to your own uh, creative avenues or thing, passion that you're, that you're uh, striving for and going down that road. And yeah, hopefully you can use it and you can um, keep pushing yourself to be the best version of you. 
And that's really what we're, what we're here to do, you know. It's what we're doing together, be be each other's best version of ourselves and, um, yeah, inspire each other, hold each other up when we're going, when we're falling down, you know, we're, we're struggling and um, push each other to be better, you know, and and helping each other one and out, uh, each other out. And, um, yeah, we're growing together, you know, and we're going to make the, we're making some big moves, guys. I, I really believe it. And I know, I feel it in my bones, man. I feel it in my bones. And I know that I'm doing it. So, and I'm on my right path, you know, and it's been a swirly, it's been a swirly last few years. I'll, I'll be completely honest with you in that regard. And I really feel like I'm, coming out the the end of it, you know, with some great momentum and some good energy and some a lot of big lessons learned and probably the biggest ones to come, to be fair. The way I'm speaking, I'm sure you can see that. Uh, but you know what? While I say that I'm scared and I'm fearful, I'm not, you know, because like I said, this is where I'm going to find out what I'm made of and the best version of me and what I'm going to develop into and evolve, you know. So that's it today for me, guys, and I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Please tell your friends. Get on the bandwagon. Let's go. We're doing something here. Going deep with Dan Good, guys. And and that's what we've done today. We're going deep and meaningful. And yeah, like I say, I hope you got something from it. And uh until next time, we'll have some guests on next next round. And uh I hope to try and try and get one out for you uh a bit sooner, just because you've had to be stuck with me this time around again. Uh but like I said, I'm gonna be on set for uh several weeks here and we'll have to juggle this and uh see how we're gonna go with it. But um, yeah. We're moving, we're shaking, we're doing the damn thing. Righto, guys, that's me. I'm out.